Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let Mom's Green Thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give Mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Grammar Girl here. This week, guest writer David Skinner, author of The Story of Ain't, is going to help us understand what those labels, such as slang and non-standard, mean in dictionaries. And he'll share the amazing story of why changing some of those labels caused a huge uproar when Merriam-Webster released a new version of their dictionary. Do you ever have the feeling that words should come with warning labels? Well, in most dictionaries, they do. In the fifth edition of the American Heritage Dictionary, published in 2011, tummy is labeled informal and described as baby talk. It's hard to imagine a native speaker not already knowing this, but there it is. The information you need to avoid telling your boss that you're staying home because you have a boo-boo in your tummy-wummy. Another term dictionaries use to mark off jokey or troublemaking words is slang. Merriam-Webster Online says that words labeled slang, quote, are especially appropriate in contexts of extreme informality and are composed typically of shortened or altered forms or extravagant or facetious figures of speech, unquote. Merriam-Webster gives the example of barb, the slang abbreviation of barbiturate, but then says that slang can sometimes be very hard to identify. According to these dictionary makers, quote, there's no satisfactory objective test for slang, especially when reference to a word is out of context. No word, in fact, is invariably slang, and many standard words can be given slang applications, unquote. So sometimes slang words are not slang, and sometimes standard words are? Yes, according to Merriam-Webster. But if you think of slang as a way of describing language that's appropriate to generally humorless verbal interactions, say an office conversation about the contents of a budget report, it makes sense. Slang, in other words, is NSFW, not safe for work. Take radical, which, when it means awesome or excellent, sometimes followed by dude, is labeled slang in Merriam-Webster's Collegiate Dictionary. But radical may also be used, quote, extravagantly in a context like semiconductor technology to describe a development that's exciting but not quite earth-shattering. Would that be slang or standard? And what about radical in politics, where it's sometimes considered a smear word? Its meaning there is perfectly standard, but is it slang or inappropriate or offensive when used in phrases such as radical right and radical Islam? The common failing of usage labels is that they tend to be too categorical. 
The latest edition of the American Heritage Dictionary says high tech is informal, and it's certainly less formal than high technology. But high tech is so common it wouldn't seem out of place in a White House address. Usage labels have also been sometimes used to mark off words that dictionary editors don't personally like. Radical happened to be a word that Philip Grove didn't like. Grove was the editor of Webster's Third Unabridged, the so-called permissive dictionary, which was published in 1961. He was often accused of being radical, not least because he had adopted a new system of usage labels. He was of the non-judgmental school. He minimized the slang label and adopted such clinical terms as substandard and non-standard to describe what older dictionaries had called vulgar, erroneous, jocular, facetious, incorrect, and so on. All such editorializing Grove thought to be unscholarly and prejudicial, and the last thing he wanted Webster's Third to be was a record of his personal prejudices. But those older, heavy-handed labels could also be quite helpful for suggesting varying levels of acceptability and appropriateness. The older labels expressed judgments that were becoming harder to make as the language became less formal. Grove also reacted to the new informality by dropping the colloquial label, which had long been used in dictionaries to describe language that's more appropriate in speech than in writing. The colloquialism "pow" used to imitate the sound of a punch, but rarely used in writing unless you're writing a comic book, went entirely unlabeled in Webster's Third. This turn against colloquial, combined with the dictionary's general refusal to offer firm opinions, upset many people. You might say it drove them nuts. Another highly informal word that bore no label, such as colloquial or informal, in Webster's Third. Webster's Third can sometimes be a very helpful dictionary, especially if you're looking for examples of a given word in action. Crazy, which is cross-referenced under nuts, contains several quotations from such excellent sources as National Geographic and the novelist Shelby Foote, and a load of verbal illustrations to capture numerous senses, including wildly enthusiastic in "crazy about cars," and intensely so in "crazy mean neighbors." The latter usage was labeled slang. It was not safe for work, except in jocular sidebar, which seems about right. Webster's Third tended to sound like a scientist on many issues where dictionary users were hoping to find a tough uncle. Its bad reputation was born after a press release announced that the new dictionary said "ain't" was quote used orally in most parts of the U.S. by cultivated speakers unquote. The press release left out that the dictionary had also said "ain't" was quote disapproved by many and more common in less educated speech. Unquote. But we can also see here how a label saying colloquial or informal would have come in handy. "Ain't" was well established as a folksy, uncultivated usage, even when used by cultivated people pretending for a moment to be country bumpkins. That Webster's Third didn't have a way of saying so clearly was a mark against Grove, who had personally written the definition and usage note. Usage labels should be taken with a grain of salt. They range from silly and obvious to thoughtful and helpful. Just as important, their absence is never a license to use any word carelessly. Many situations, especially professional ones, call for caution and moderation in our choice of words.
though occasionally you may want to let some air in the room with a brief interjection of casual speech. Ain't that so? This podcast was written by David Skinner, the author of The Story of Ain't, America, Its Language, and the Most Controversial Dictionary Ever Published, which I bet would make a great last-minute gift for word lovers. And I'm Mignon Fogarty, better known as Grammar Girl. In my tip of the day book, The Grammar Devotional also makes a great gift. Gifts, gifts galore. It's that time of year. That's all. Thanks for listening. If a friend asks how you're doing, and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call. Text or chat 988 for free confidential support anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. Cheers to a great day and this ice cold Corona. You know what would make this day even better? My grandma's carne asada. Throw in some music. We can watch the game. Or we could keep it simple. Corona, la vida más fina. Get your Corona at ordercorona.com. Relax responsibly. Corona extra beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois.